dream team. Adam, Bobby, Josh, you got the news feed. It's the big three. It's the dream team. Big three IDP. Let's go. What's up, you diehards, you degenerates, you lovers of defensive football? This is Josh Raymer, and we are back with another episode of the Big Three IDP Podcast. And I'm joined in the studio, in the Soad Shack tonight, to my right, Adam Markham. And joining us once again, he's back. It's Connie Wani. Connie, hey, what's going on, baby? Great to be back, guys. Always a pleasure to be back at the Soad Shack. Yep, it's uh pleasure. Oh, it's always a pleasure to have Mr. Connie Wani uh, in the flesh. I was gonna say Adam did not get to yell uh at all on the Sunday sode with Sigmund Bloom, so Woo, your boy was scared. You were you were shook. I was so shook. It was uh, you know, again, this is that's about as uh starstruck as I can be in this industry. It's true. So, you know. And you handled it well. I thought so. There's a little, a little got, voice got a little shaky. It did crack in the intro at one point. Doctor Gene Bramble. It was funny. <laughs> Don't go back and listen. Don't. To it. I just take my word for it. It's there. Yeah, but do, you no, enjoy actually it. do go back and listen to it. Sid kills it. He's uh, what a treat that was, man. That was, it was really cool. He's the best. You know, that's uh, he doesn't get as much respect as he deserves in the IDP community. I don't think people realize, you know, uh, how long he's been playing it. And, uh, you know, since like 2002 or 2003, he said, and truly this, that guy should be our biggest advocate for it. You know, we, uh, I think we need to do a better job as a community of getting him more involved because, uh, he knows the stuff. That's right. He, uh, proved it on our show. So that's right. Go check it out. If you haven't listened to it yet, Connie, we're happy to have you back on the show tonight. Cause we're going to be talking AFC South preview our beloved Indianapolis Colts in the AFC South. So we're going to talk uh, offensive and defensive fantasy targets for all four teams in the South. Don't worry, we don't have to spend too much time on the Jags. Uh, but gentlemen, we do have some news to touch on tonight. Um, and we'll get to the the piece that just broke here in a sec. But uh, some news that I think came out yesterday or maybe two days ago. No, I think it was yesterday because that was the deadline to sign franchise tagged players to new deals. And speaking of the Titans, we'll talk about him here in a bit. But King Henry, Derek Henry, gets himself a brand new deal worth about $50 million with about $25.5 million guaranteed. I think it was a four-year deal. Nowhere near what Ezekiel Elliott got in terms of overall value of the contract, Connie. But it seems like we're the Titans... We're wanting to go ahead and get this done so it wasn't this cloud kind of looming over the season with Derrick Henry. They bring their core back. They're locked into Tannehill and Henry now moving forward. Did you like the move for the Titans? Yes and no. I, I think the biggest thing with uh, that I saw with it, because I haven't looked at the contract to evaluate like guaranteed money and everything else, because, of course, it's been a big faux pas for a long time to pay a running back. But when you see a a, a guy like Henry who's – not even like your typical, you know, ideal. And if you're talking just traditional IDP, like to be able to catch the ball, also run the ball, like, you know, hybrid type running back. He's just this big ground and pound type dude who, yeah, he can catch it. But to get that type of money, it makes sense because on offense, the Titans don't have a lot of guys that it makes sense to give big money to, right? Like you have to pay somebody somewhere. So to do it at the running back position, Again, it's been a faux pas. There's a really, really big running back class, if I'm not mistaken, coming 
on the market this upcoming year. Yeah, big free agent class, great rookie running back class. What we've heard. So I get some competition behind him now with Darrington Evans. Yeah. So, I mean, I get it. But at the same time, for those who are like, sheesh, you know, we shouldn't have we shouldn't have paid that much for a running back considering number one, it is a running back. Number two, we have this huge class coming up. So I can see it both ways. So I'm kind of that same way. I'm kind of on the fence about it, not to be middleman Dan, but. Well, the the money is not too bad. So the cap hit this year will be six million. Uh, the cap hit over the next few years, not too bad. Thirteen and a half, fifteen, and then fifteen and a half. It's not bad at all. So the only way that maybe that one hurts is next year if the salary cap does take a reduction because of the decreased revenue. But even so. Henry is one of those guys that could very well defy expectations. He's so big. He is just built like a Mack truck. I mean, couldn't you see him being a Jerome Bettis type Addy that just has this very long career where even if the speed goes down, yeah, he's still, if he takes good care of himself, an absolute monster that could defy these kind of norms. For sure. I mean, we've seen it the last two years, you know, down the stretch. He's just been a beast. He carried him in the playoffs, uh, carried him, you know, getting there. I mean, so... So yeah, he just seems to 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 have gotten better and better every season. Um, I love the contract. It's not that it's not it's that not that much bad. Money. Yeah, it really I mean, isn't. It really isn't. I mean, they were probably going to tag him anyway. I think this sends a good message to the team. You know, um, you work hard and, and you and you do good. They're gonna they're gonna reward you. Yeah, I mean, um, uh, Henry never threatened to hold out. No. He trusted that the Titans were going to get the deal done, and they did. Yep, and he I, did it the right way, and he earned it, man. He yeah, did. I mean, sure. he. It's hard. You could make a good debate as far as which player was more responsible for the Titans run last year, whether it was Tannehill or Derrick Henry. But the Titans clearly believe it was a combination of both those guys giving them new long term deals this offseason. So Titans are running, running it back. And there's something to be said with everything going on for having continuity going into this season. Tighten up. Tighten up. That's I think it was right. Mike Vrabel, uh, just personally. But both of them were a big part of it. But, Mar- you know, Vrabel figuring out how to use well, them as having, players. Having the guts to bench Mariota, their yeah. chosen franchise savior not that long ago, and put in Tannehill, the guy they got for like a six-round pick or whatever the salary dump was, that takes some balls. And not to drag on the Henry situation, it's just like it's just not something to gloss over. I mean, he earned it, but when he first – his first year or so in the league, people are like, okay, when is this guy going to be Derrick Henry from college? Yep. And it's like, this hasn't always been the case, but he man, was this- also, he was also behind DeMarco Murray. Right. Something to keep in mind as well. We think about, oh, he's going to be 30 when this contract expires. First two years of his career didn't get much wear and tear on the, on the yeah. old tires because he was sitting behind Murray there for a while. But you knew, like, if you watched yeah, him in exactly. college, you were like, it's just, it's a matter of time matter before of time. he's more than just this meme standing next to, yeah, uh, Mark Ingram, Mark Ingram, who's a big guy too. Like, yeah. make no mistake, Mark Henry's no slouch, or Mark Mark Ingram. But yeah, Derek Henry is just another kind of human being. Yeah. So let's talk about the other news story that broke uh, this afternoon with uh, the Washington no names uh, in a Washington Post story coming out. Uh, Fifteen women. I'm going to read the the headline here from Twitter. Fifteen women who worked for the no names uh, alleged sexual harassment by former scouts and members of owner Daniel Snyder's inner circle. So we knew a bombshell was coming, Addy. There had been a lot of hype on Twitter. But as we were kind of talking about before we got on mic, unfortunately, the hype around what this story was going to contain 
kind of led to like this like kind of like oh is that it type of reaction which is a real shame because these are horrible allegations coming out against the washington franchise and you think maybe there might have been some finagling behind the scenes here to get that hype built up i mean you just wonder it just made it definitely made me think that huh that's not a bad idea if you want to if you know you got something bad coming out hype it up to make it sound even worse so then when it does hit people people have that reaction um Oh, that's not that bad, I guess. Yeah. Like there, there were definitely some people out there who had that because they were seeing the tweet that was floating around about, you know, them having sex parties and Capri bibs, having the Jake, same yeah. mistress as Jay Gruden and getting benched, which led to Alex Smith getting his leg broken. Right. All this stuff was clearly bogus, yeah, but it seemed like everyone was going to be getting canned easily. Like, yes, it like everyone was involved. Um, the tea leaves were there though when you saw everybody with that had ownership ties, you know, start right. to request to say. Hey, I'm getting out. And then, like you all said, I think there's a good chance the fix was in. There was some proactive damage control of, hey, let's spark and stoke some crazy narratives online because it happens in every industry. I mean, That's right. you know, it ha- people are saying it happened in our, uh, you know, presidential election that people are using social media to pump different narratives and different ideas. So people definitely do that, especially in billion dollar industries. So would it surprise me at all if that happened? No, not to and- be. They also get the name change going at yeah. the same time to some kind good of grace, yeah. distract and yeah, build up some good some good vibes around the organization. There's just all kinds of uh, different angles this because you know the story was released by Washington Post. Um, Washington Post is owned by Jeff Bezos, mm, Amazon, um, and there's always been a rumor that he, he wants to buy wants an NFL team. Saw that too. Uh, there's always and and also I think a lot of these owners want Snyder out. None of them like him. They, no, no he's the worst owner in professional league. sports. He definitely knew some of this stuff was in going on. Oh. There's no way that he like probably wasn't involved. Wh- in this when well. this comes down, you're either complicit and you know and you covered it up, or you have no idea what's going on in your organization and you're incompetent. So yeah. either way, both are problems. Yeah. That's both. Yeah, yeah this, this is a problem. This is more of just a a man problem and a culture problem. You know, this, uh, like you kind of alluded to, Connor, this is going to happen in a lot of just male dominated industries. Well, we saw it with the film industry, with the Me Too movement starting there with, you know, everyone getting outed as a creeper. Yeah. And And it's a shame. It's, you know, men got to do better. We got to believe women, first off, when they come forward to this stuff and and not try and shame them or anything like that. That's right. But it's a, it's a man problem, you know. You can't encourage this. If you if you see all these text messages that came out, dude, these are like just the worst. These dudes are just and they knew they were wrong. Yeah, it was almost like an immediate like from what I've seen. Oh, I'm I, just kidding. Yeah, I'm yeah, just kidding. I was just this messing is a with bad you. joke. Or if I, you know, if I'm gonna pick up food, yeah. I get to what was it? Squeeze your butt. And yeah, exactly. Stuff, it's real like, or fake? <laughs> you know, it's yeah. like shut up. Dude. Yeah, these are yeah. like you know men that are like fifty probably. Yes. Yeah. That's just this is insane. This is not a women problem. This is a men problem. Yeah, this is 100 percent about men. And we have to do better. I mean, across every industry, every organization got to do better. Hopefully, my hope is that this is the straw that breaks the camel's back, gets Snyder out of Washington. This is along the same lines of what cost Jerry Richardson his team with the Carolina Panthers. So. Hopefully there is enough there to get Snyder out. Get Dan out. Get Jeff in. Get that Amazon money rolling in. That's right. And then get this franchise going in a positive direction because Washington has good fans. It's a very storied franchise. It deserves better. Maybe we can get a fresh start with a non-racist name. 
uh, new owner who's not a little sniveling weasel like we've talked about. Uh, but I applaud the women who were brave enough to come forward for this story. Like Addie said, believe women when they come forward because there's a lot of pressure in society to just stay quiet. So anytime something like this comes out, um, we should believe women when they say that this stuff is happening. So horrible story. Um, I'm hopeful to get a chance to actually read it when it comes out from behind the paywall on the Washington That's Post. Another thing. Come on. Seriously, guys. Like, like you want to get this read? Like, just it make up, it free. And just the way it was hyped up, then to be put behind a paywall, it's like, oh, my gosh. Yeah. So kudos to the people that were screenshotting it in the comments. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. We appreciate The real that. MVPs. That's right. All right, guys. Well, let's talk some football. We're going to be doing the AFC South preview tonight, and uh, we're going to be hitting all the offensive and defensive targets for all four teams. And, Connie, we'll get to the Colts here, number two on the list. But we're going to start in Houston. And so what we're going to do here is we're going to read through the projected starters for offense and defense, and then we'll talk a little bit about each of the targets and what you all are thinking about them here as we go into the 2020 season. So projected starters, offense for the Texans. We got Deshaun Watson, David Johnson, Brandon Cooks, Will Fuller, Randall Cobb. Jordan Akins and Cahell Waring at tight end. On defense, we got Brandon Dunn at defensive tackle, JJ Watt and Ross Blaylock at defensive end. Uh, you could also throw Charles Amenahu in there. Uh, Whitney Merciless, Zach Cunningham, Benardrick McKinney at linebacker, Bradley Roby, Garyon Conley and Lonnie Johnson at cornerback, and Justin Reed and Eric Murray at safety. So we'll start on the offensive side and talk about the magician himself, Deshaun Watson. Um, Addy, looking this exercise is always illuminating for me because I get a chance to look at the offense as a whole, and I know Watson is going to make magic happen because that's what he does. I mean, you've seen these things where he'll spin out of like I think it was the first game of the season, the Monday night game against the Saints, where he was spinning out of these tackles and bouncing off guys and throwing passes fifty yards down the field. Like nobody else hardly can do that. This is a questionable set of weapons. I mean, is there a chance that all of these? I mean, what's the chances all three of these guys make it to the end of the season? Yeah, this like ten percent. Right. This is like uh, this is like LeBron in Cleveland before you know they had Kyrie and Kevin Love. Right? Yeah, exactly. Um, just because all these guys are past their prime, you know, David Johnson, Brandon Cooks. <laughs> And all have injury all concerns. Have Randall Cobb, which I, I do like Randall Cobb. I think he's going to have a nice little year. He, he's going to be dirt cheap. Um, but I'm, I'm, I don't want any Brandon Cooks. I don't trust him. Will, Will Fuller, I am interested in. I think he could be, uh, you know, also has injury history. Uh, oh yeah, he's he's might have he's just as bad as Cooks. I mean, he, yeah, exactly. He just doesn't have, like he doesn't suffer concussions. He just suffers like the ACL. Yes, the he's just out for the year. Yeah, right. Hamstrings. He's got really bad hammies. Yeah, show, uh, no collarbones. His issue as well. Just um, all the things. Everything. Just everything. Have they done anything for their line to help with keeping Deshaun upright? Because I mean, he just gives me just slight just. Just flashbacks to Andrew Luck just getting clobbered when you know you have this like elite guy back there that just makes these Houdini plays like y'all talked about. And those are awesome. But there just came a time where we started noticing and we're talking about the injury bug. Deshaun's not immune from that. He has definitely had I don't know how many games he's actually missed. I'd have to go back and look, but has has he has he not missed a handful of games already in his NFL career from injury or had just some just 
hobbled, hobbled games with his performances. I mean, he's that's definitely just, taking some hits. Well, yeah, yeah. He, he tore his ACL that one year. Remember, he, he mm-hmm. missed the entire year when he, he did. Tore it, um, it's, I couldn't second quite year maybe. No, maybe it wasn't. Um, I'm sorry, it wasn't before the year. It was during the year. It was in the middle of the season. Yeah. yeah, I couldn't quite remember. So I mean, I'm just if even if you're just alluding to like the injury bug, and I know hopefully that's a one time thing with him, right? But he he gets hit a lot. It just it yeah. gives me it gives me shades of early Andrew Luck and the Grigson administration. So my biggest hope for the Texans and you can make the 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 biggest trend with them, the Titans and the Colts. You can make a case for all three of them that the teams have done enough to contend to win the division. You can make the argument for all three. You can make a case for all Assuming three. Assuming they make certain adjustments. The ones for the Texans would be the line, because like you mentioned, they've kind of got a hodgepodge of some, you know, just put together team. But if guys are healthy and if the line can keep Deshaun from getting destroyed and if Bill O'Brien can stay out of the way, I don't know. There's just yeah. a lot there. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I think from a, I don't really want these guys from a fantasy standpoint. Like, I think David Johnson's gonna gonna get a ton of volume. It's gross, but the volume's there. I don't mind Duke Johnson as well. He no, be cheap. He might be a good PPR option. And if David Johnson is washed up or you know busts a, gets another high ankle sprain yeah. or whatever, Duke Johnson's gonna get that work. Yeah, I like my boy Cahill Waring. Yep. I like him a whole lot. I think that uh, I've seen a lot of hype this offseason about he's been working out with Deshaun Watson. You know, last year was a he was injured from the beginning, so it was a, it was a wash. Um, but yeah, I mean. That offense isn't sexy, but it'll be effective. Um, and Deshaun Deshaun Watson's going to will him to some wins. Yeah. So maybe in fantasy, yeah. The I think this will be a team that maybe works better on the NFL field than in the fantasy will box Fuller's scores. Will is the only one I want. Yeah. And Deshaun Watson. He's yes. Gonna, he's going to be fine. Exactly. He's, he's going to have to carry that team. He so. really is. Yeah. He's going to have to be more Superman than ever before. Yeah. Yeah, he's so. The, he's I imagine the, they'll have a lot of unfavorable like game scripts and stuff. Probably behind or having to stay. The in defense games. is not great. It's, oh, it's aging. It's we'll shades of luck again. It's asking yeah. one guy to carry yeah, a hodgepodge of talent. Team. He has a bad line. He's got well, a coach that that exposes him to a lot of hits. And I'm telling you, man, it just worries me because I've loved him since Clemson. It killed me to see him go. It was like the fear I had when I thought Lamar was going to go to Jacksonville because I was like. Damn, I I'm gonna hate you know rooting against this guy in the division because I already do that with a guy like Deshaun who I just freaking loved in college. Like I loved watching Lamar in Louisville, and I love getting to watch him now yep. for the Ravens. But damn, he is so good. But I I just I see so many parallels with Grigson era luck with Deshaun and what they're doing to him that I just feel like if they don't if they haven't addressed it this year they're already too late well, the underlying problem there is the GM situation yeah the GM those, is so. also the coach so, yeah right yeah um, so <laughs> the so PFF does have the Texans ranked as the fourth best pass blocking line going into this season they said Tunsil who they traded for from the Dolphins that was the big piece the Texans line was really bad and it still wasn't great they said Tunsil earned an elite 89 grade but the rest of the four starters earn grades in the 70s so i think the pass blocking line will be okay um the question will be who is deshaun watson going to be throwing to yeah and is he going to have time uh you know for these guys for these plays to develop for these receivers to get downfield you're right addy not not the best fantasy options um i will say i'll take will fuller in a best ball league yep because if he gets hurt, okay, whatever. My number one target as far as wide receivers, probably Randall Cobb. Basically free. Yeah. The other two guys have serious injury concerns. One other guy I'm forgetting about, Isaiah Coulter. 
the young guy they brought in, their rookie, uh, he, he's he's someone I'm paying close attention to just because of how questionable you know what uh, what's in front of him. That's right, is so a nice um, flyer. Yeah, that's someone on my radar. Definitely should be on radar in Dynasty, but maybe even a redraft if, if two of these guys go down. Exactly. Just a good situation to keep an eye on. Um, Brandon Cooks, I don't mind to take a late flyer on him. He's going as the wide receiver 30 right now, though, ahead of guys like Edelman, Landry, Gallup, Boyd, Debo. No. I'm not interested in that price. That's absurd. Even with Debo's foot injury, I think I'd still rather take him ahead of... Brandon Cooks. Yeah. It'd be pretty close. That may be where I would have to make the decision there. I'm not touching Cooks. I'm just anywhere. I mean, one, one hit in his career could be over yeah. with those concussions. I'm never going to touch. I mean, he's going to go way earlier than I'm ever going to draft him. Connor, do you ever remember the Titan or the Texans having a tight end of consequence? In all the years we've watched these AFC South games, I can't think of a single Texans tight end that has been notable. I can't remember one. I, I was trying to think of some some white dude that had like a crazy long last name. I always remember being their tight end for like a good while. Wasn't like a Gronkowski type name, but it was something absurd. I can't, I can't think of it. I either. couldn't tell you one. So yeah, I mean Aikens or Warring, we'll see. But it's just weird when these teams have like these deserts at certain positions. Um, so yeah, David Johnson, I've got him as my running back too in our main league right now. It's gross, but the volume will be there. Uh, the wide receivers. Nah, probably not going to be touching them in a normal, you know, redraft or keeper league. Owen Daniels. Owen Daniels. There you go. So probably the best tight end in Texans <laughs> yeah. history, if I had to guess. Yeah. But how relevant was he for fantasy? No, he. I think he had a few really good years, but then I believe he got hurt, maybe. Yeah. So let's switch over to the defense now, fellas. And uh, there's some interesting names here, uh, more than probably you would expect. And again, talk about this being an illuminating exercise Addy, the the Texans actually have a pretty nice little linebacking core. Yes, like it was it was very very surprising when I went and looked. Um, So like Zach Cunningham, for instance, finished as LB as the LB eight in the XFFL. I've got him as linebacker seventeen right now, Mm -hmm. uh, just because I like other guys. But he is one of absolutely one of the top options for your LB two for sure. He's a little underrated just because he's he's kind of unsexy he's very unsexy you know, there's just so many sexy linebackers yes this year. He, he just kind of does he, he falls into that mid-range um that's you know that second round um but yeah i don't know man i i just uh there's just too many other guys i like in front of him but he's gonna be awesome i mean and, and he finished the year strong he seemed to, to to level up a little bit um and there's just not a lot really in you know in front of what's him. changed i mean it's the yeah. same team he finished as lb8 What's to stop them from being top twelve again? Going to be bad. Yeah, exactly. I mean, they're gonna they're, they're gonna be out there a lot, and uh, yeah, you're right. He's gonna he'll probably have a, a top twelve finish this year. Yeah, Whitney Merciless um, scored about the same number of points as Roquan Smith in our league. Um, great name, just doesn't excite me. I don't know why. Is he one of these guys that probably have dual designation and sleeper? Merciless, yeah, he's definitely yeah. like a big play dependent guy. Absolutely. Like last year he started off the year on fire, getting a lot of sacks. Um, but yeah, he's not someone that I'm going to rely on. No. But Ardrick McKinney, he's the linebacker three for his own team. Not a sexy sexy option. Could be a nice flyer. And and, and speaking of Merciless, he really tailed off there. Like, Did I he? remember like he started off like through the first six weeks, he was like top 12. And what did you say he finished as? Like outside of the... Yeah, he was in the 30s, I think. Yeah. 
30s or even outside of that. So, Connie, let's talk about the obviously most famous uh, Texans defensive player single handedly. Uh, you know, brought an end to Hurricane Harvey, raised about like $35 million. Mr. J.J. Watt, what's your feelings on Watt this year? Named your son after him? That's right, you did. Texas? <laughs> I, I do have a son named J.J., but hey, if he's if he's a guy like J.J. Watt, man, he's he's another one like Deshaun that you just, you hate to see him playing against your team twice a year because he is, he's corny, but I think he has... Uh, you think he can stay healthy? I do. It's just, he's one of those guys, man, when you play the way he plays, that's just going to come with just it. so physical. Yeah. You, you can't play that way and not have some injuries along the way, but I've, I think he'll be, I do. I think he's going to have a healthy year, but like you all mentioned, when you're going to have a high pitch count and you're going to be on the field a lot because just the way your team is structured, I, I just, it, it worries me a little bit just because of his track history, but I think he's just due for a healthy season, man. He's learning his body. He's learning where he needed to improve with every injury. So, I mean, he's just, he's obsessive. He's the only guy that jumps out to me. I mean, I'm not the IDP experts like you guys are, but, you know, in terms of like defensive guys that jump off the paper, I mean, he's about it. Yeah, I know uh, four for four. Mike Waller, our buddy, has him pretty high. I think they have him inside the top five or six wow. for defensive line rankings. Addy, we should mention your boys jumping into the rank game and doing some redraft sure. ranks. So uh, just Funny. just <laughs> just uh, just barfing them out, not really putting like you know going the deep diving on the stats. But I do have him at uh, D lineman eighteen in my redraft rankings. But if he's healthy. We know he has top five upside. Yeah. I just had to fade him because of the injury history. He's right. like the defensive version of Gronk. Yeah. I just feel like he gets these little injuries to his arm, to his leg, to his shoulder, to his back. And it's the same thing. The name the name value is going to carry him higher than probably we're willing to go, you know? Um, I mean, because in, mo- in a lot of drafts, I've noticed he goes up there with like the Cameron Jordans, and, and that's just too rich for me. Absolutely. Um with with that injury history, but uh, I mean, God, you look at JJ Watt. Even though last year he only played ten games, in those ten games he had sixty one pressures, which is, I mean, that's up there. That is among the elites. I remember you were um, reading off some of those names. A lot of like the elite guys were in like the eighties, exactly. So right. not far like, off. Hunter, I think, had eighty eight. Yep. Um. So I mean, yeah, he he is still uh just as good when he's out there. Uh, graded eighty seven overall. Uh, had an eighty eight point nine. Uh pass rush grade um just i mean if he stays healthy yeah we're looking at probably 12 to 15 sacks and i'm all over that absolutely yeah big fan of uh charles amenahu yes i like him to take should a, mention uh, him a, as well a big, a big step forward this year i think actually he is a defensive tackle in mfl is he really maybe the same in rso okay um I think he's defensive I know that end, from but the I'll Gala check. Draft I'm doing, um, still going on, <laughs> still going on, huh? Yeah, I think we're looking like I don't know a good month now. So, uh, still going. How, on, how many rounds? It's a healthy draft. It's like 35. We're, we're like on round 30. It was timed oh, okay. out for a good two days. Um, there you go. Someone was on the clock, but yeah, it just it it it, it, it is what it is. Aminahu is a defensive end in RSO. Okay, so some leagues he just. I would check that. That's a, I was, he's, he's going to be my defensive tackle in there. So I was super nice. pumped to get that because I kind of waited That's on great. that. Um, but yeah, I, I like him to take a big step forward this year. Um, someone else that was also really good in limited action. You sobered me up a little bit. I was high on a minute who, but your Watt take, like, let's not forget how good this guy is. And yeah. if he is healthy, which is a big if, you know, top 12 
seems pretty locked in if yeah. we get a full 16 game. So I did bump Aminahu down. I still have him inside my top 50 as like a dart throw, maybe yeah. like your DN4 or something like That's that. Where he belongs. Perfect. You know, just so, yeah, I sobered up on Aminahu just a little bit, but I still love his potential and he's a great grab in Dynasty. Absolutely. So uh, Justin Reed, the safety there that Big we should fan. mention, uh, finished his safety 38 last year in our RSO league. Not great. Uh, yeah, not great. Um, usually I like safeties that have terrible linebackers in front of them. But as we've seen here, the Texans linebackers are actually pretty good. Yeah. So maybe he's like your third or fourth safety that you grab right. is to fill out your roster. He's not really the type that uh, gets a lot of tackles. He's going to be more of your big play safety, but he does seem to have a knack for making these big, big plays. I know he did in the playoffs. Um, last year just was a down year, which that seems to happen with guys like him. So I wouldn't be surprised if he's in the, uh, if he has like a top 18 finish next year, probably not someone I'm going to target. He's still going a little earlier than, than I like. Um, but yeah, I like him as a player. I think he's a, he's, he's one of the types that's a much better NFL player yes. than he is IDP. Agreed. All right. So gentlemen, Connie, we'll start with you. Give me one offensive guy that you would be willing to take off this Texan squad and one defensive guy that you'd be willing to take for to like put on a team that to I put on for. Yeah. Well, to put on your fantasy squad, if you have to take a Texans offensive and defensive player, who are you, uh, who are you rolling with here? Well, uh, I wouldn't want any of the skill guys to carry me for on offense. So I'd have to go Deshaun and just hope that my weapons are just stacked otherwise. Cause <laughs> that's the correct answer. Yeah. Correct. I mean, RIP to Nuke. I mean, Nuke would have been my answer. That's my guy. I mean, getting David Johnson in a washing machine or whatever they got for him was just, I mean, it seriously was like shades of semi pro. Um, so that, that's just preposterous. It'd have to be, I guess, Deshaun on offense and on defense. I, you know, again, I'm just. You got. You got to go. JJ. You got to go with your son. Ooh, yeah. Your son. I mean, I'm. I'm just getting picking all the sticker names. I mean, I'm just the obvious noob on the on the pod tonight. But th- those would be my two. The right. I think it's the right calls. So. Yeah. I mean, you could. I would do David Johnson. Like I said, I've got David Johnson as well as my RB two. But my first choice would be Deshaun Watson. Um. Yeah. I think. I maybe Zach Cunningham. It's like, man, not sexy, but. This is one of those times when you have to not do like the the kind of, you know, newbie thing and like pick the guys with all the sizzle. And like I said, continuity. This is what Sig was talking about. Continuity, guys that have been there, the non-sexy safe options are going to be really good this year for fantasy. Yep. Nothing's changed. Yeah, you're you're right. It it probably is. I think the safe pick there is Zach Cunningham. The upside pick is J.J. Watt. Agreed. And the dynasty pick is Charles Amenahu. Yes. Or Cunningham. He's still young, too. Is he really? He's like 25. I get some of those guys confused. I may be thinking of McKinney's a little older, maybe. McKinney is a little bit Merciless. Yeah. Yeah. Great name. So, all right, Connie, it's time. Let's talk about the Indianapolis Colts. Colts. The Colts. Go Colts. And we're going to start with the projected starters on both sides of the ball. So, on offense, we have uh, old man Phillip Rivers at QB, Jonathan Taylor and Marlon Mack at running back, T.Y. Hilton, Paris Campbell, Zach Paschal, and Michael Pittman Jr. at wide receiver. Jack Doyle, you could throw Mo Alley Cox and Trey Burton in there as well at tight ends. On defense, we have DeForest Buckner and Danico Autry at defensive tackle. Justin Houston and Kamoko Toure at defensive end. Darius Leonard, Anthony Walker, and Bobby Okariki at linebacker. Rock Yassine, Xavier Rhodes, Kenny Moore at cornerback, and Malik 
Hooker and Kari Willis at safety. So let's start on the offensive side of the ball, Connie, and talk about Philip Rivers. I've talked about Rivers enough this offseason. I think he's a great second QB and a super flex league or a nice grab if you're going with the late round QB strategy. He does open up against the Jags, Vikings, Jets, and Bears. So a couple of plus matchups in there. But Vikings and Jets, those are tough matchups uh, for Rivers. So what's your outlook? You are an optimistic Colts fan, but I think the luck retirement kind of sobered both of us up on our outlook for this team. So how are you feeling about Rivers uh, coming in as the starter for this Colts team? I'm I'm trying to get more realistic about who Philip Rivers is because I spent so much time hating him. So much hate. Yo, man, just going back to like, I think the last game in the RCA Dome is the game that he beat us when he like hurt his knee and was like giving everybody the finger leaving the field. Or whatever. Well, I know he wouldn't give the finger because that's swearing in no, sign but he language. Was, he was he was mouthing. Yeah, he was mouthing sure. big time. I think Billy Volek came in and beat us. But I really do think at a, on a lot of factors with him, his home games were away games. And you talk about bad offensive lines. San Diego had a just abhorrent offensive line. So he was getting he was getting eight up. So I think with his ability to get quick plays off, you've got, of course, everybody wants to talk about my man JT, who I think is going to be huge for him to have one of the best lines in the league. You're going to have a home field advantage. You're going to get to play indoors. So even if there are no fans, you're playing indoors. So that's fine. Behind a great line. And you've got a lot of great gadget guys. Like when he was super successful in his San Diego years with Sproles and different guys, quick hitter options. Of course, they gave him the big receiver with Pittman, who I also really, really like not to get too far ahead. Uh, mentioning him and JT, but I, the weapons they added in the draft make me a lot more confident about Philip Rivers can make this a 10-win football team, whereas Jacoby, I thought, was kind of capping out at seven or eight wins. Um, if if Rivers is healthy, if he's not washed up, he has the best offensive line of his career. Yep. Maybe the best cast of weapons. Yep. He knows the coach in the playbook. That's, That's right. big. So it's all on Rivers. If the team goes down in flames. It's because Rivers is washed up. And even then, I don't think they'll go down in flames. They have the best backup in football right now yeah. with uh, with uh, Jacoby Brissett. So, yeah, we'll see. Um, it's all set up for him to succeed, Addy. Yeah. And not just, you know, who they've added in JT and Pittman, but we get Paris Campbell healthy, who I think is going to make is, is going to make a big difference yeah uh, connie yeah. talk about those short kind of underneath routes yeah. Th- that should be paris campbell catch a little you know kind of uh you know little quick pass across the middle of the field and just take it to the house he's got yeah, that kind of speed Hines. Hines and yeah, i see both those guys on yes. the field together but uh i mean i'm here for the jt experience baby it's coming and people don't realize what everybody's oh the so it's issues. gonna be ap-esque yeah. This is a this is a AP Chester Taylor situation. Do you crazy question? Would you fault anyone who has him as the dynasty RB one right now? Nah, well, like so over like McCaffrey and <laughs> number one. No, that's absurd. Okay, yeah. I just wanted um, I just but, wanted to get your temperature on it. But I mean, I I'd be okay once like truly after after AK. I'm open to whatever. Then, yeah, for real. I mean, I'm not attached to Chubb, Cook, 
I feel like all those guys, you know, we know how we we see how it goes with these running backs. They just my thinking was get in on somebody right now that is super young and like you said, could be a AP and uh, was it Chester Taylor? Yeah, type experience yeah. where and I mean and and don't take that as like like Marlon Max getting zeroed out. He's gonna get touches. Like they're gonna let him get. I mean because JT is a rookie. Um. Yeah, none of this is. And Mac was Max good last year. Right. But JT is going to explode with exactly his yeah. like AP did. Like we saw AP crib. So like I think AP's first touch was uh, I think he cribbed it for like eighty yards. We're going to see a lot of that type stuff. And also this notion that he can't catch—that's absurd. Like this dude caught, I think twenty-five passes last year, and he took five of them to the house. That's so a nice even percentage. If even if he's not. Um, the best catch. He's not on CEH's level as far as route running and catching. Who cares? It, it just get the ball in that guy's hands and, and they'll manufacture. Philip Rivers back. loves to throw to the running back. Yeah. He'll think be about back. Austin Eckler. Yeah, yeah. He'll be back there. There will be two, maybe like three back sets. I mean, you know how Reich is. Like, yep. he'll scale up just crazy stuff to get Jordan Wilkins in, Hines in, Paris Campbell in the backfield, Taylor in the backfield. I am so excited about that team. They are like I love that team. And Mac, again, this is no I, I will not tolerate Marlon Mac slander. I think he has he's gonna go he's gonna go get a big contract somewhere, if I had to guess, because of what we have there with, you know, knowing we have Taylor for the future, knowing that we have Jordan Wilkins on a cheap contract. I think they like what they have with him when you look at he hasn't done a lot because he hasn't been given a lot of chances. Wilkins better not get any playing time. But he, yeah, he if shouldn't. he does, something has gone wrong. He he should he shouldn't. But I mean, he's just an option that can be. Well, there. this is yeah. the year where don't handcuff. Yes, exactly. Don't be like, well, Taylor's going to take over, so Marlon Mack just got Thanos snapped. It's yeah. like, no. What happens if some of these guys catch coronavirus right. or get know, injured, just like a normal football injury? And we do know Jonathan Taylor struggled with fumbles in college. So I mean, if that's a problem early on. I mean, you know how some of these coaches can be, uh, but he's definitely the guy that I like the most on that team. My favorite asset, but also love Pittman. I mean, Pittman's Pittman's going to be a beast. That yeah. big body is what Philly Rivs needed, oh, yeah. and having that other back to just constantly be able to go no huddle, both can catch, both can pass block. You've got a great O-line, even if there's not a fan in the stadium – Rivers can sit back there, throw the big ball to Pittman, have the underneath guy with Doyle, have the quick hitters with Hines, with Paris Campbell, JT absolutely truck sticking people, (laughs) Mac juking people out of their shoes. I'm a homer, obviously, but I feel like their offense doesn't get a lot of love because people just have such recency bias seeing Rivers last year. And I think if you go back, I don't know his stats well, well, but I think if you went back a year and two years past last year, the dude's had some great years and yep. has been a consistent fantasy guy and a consistent guy for his team. It's just he's like a lot of stars. As he gets older, you have to be able to prop him up with talent and keep him propped up. Yep. So I think Indy gives him a lot of that. And I think Ballard, again, tip of the cap on the drafting. Um I think Trey Burton could come in and steal some PT. Why not? I mean, so, yeah. So you like Burton or do you like, you know, Jack Cox? I mean, which one? I mean, I like Jack and Cox. Honestly, you could go either way. You could go up or down with that. I mean, either way, Addy. I mean, it's definitely tough. I mean, Connor, it's hard to get a handle on it. It really is. 
I can't really grasp what's going on. Yeah. Uh, No, but for real, Jack, you got me thinking Jack Cox now. Uh, (laughs) Jack Doyle is sort of like David Johnson. Gross, gross option. Probably will be fine for fantasy. Um, Trey Burton. No, I mean, I think he'll be good. I'm glad we have him on our team. I have no interest in, in fantasy outside of Doyle, though. Um, and I, I've got some intriguing Cox. I, I, I took him as my third tight end, like in the 30th round. Here's why I don't, because I think Pittman is going to fill that Ebron role. He's six foot four. He's about 25 pounds less than Ebron was. So, but I could still see Pittman being like the red zone target. Like Ebron was that year. He caught like what? 14 or 15 or whatever touchdowns. That was LTE, but that's going to be his Antonio Gates. Exactly. Be Rivers, Antonio Gates will be him. We know Rivers loves the tight end. Yeah. And, so. and Doyle may get a lot of that because Doyle just does stuff, right? He always picks yeah. up on guys tendencies, but if, you know, if Pittman has been getting some time, with him or he's able to early, that is going to be a relationship that blossoms. The quick hitter guys, I can't suggest them enough of if you need somebody cheap like a Paris Campbell. I think he had some just stupid injuries, like three or four separate injuries last year out of nowhere. Yeah, it was just a lost season. But he he's that dude is a freaking home run hitter. I mean, if there's a guy that you're like, put who's your money on like your biggest X player to have the biggest bounce back or, you know, out of nowhere player, it's it's Paris Campbell. Well, here's what I will say is don't forget about Zach Pascal. I know he's not the sexy option because you have Campbell coming back, Hilton. Uh Hilton's going as wide receiver twenty right now. About Hilton. Yeah. Going as wider. I'm bitter. Hilton killed my team last year along with Adam Thielen because of the injuries. But I think he's being appropriately valued right now around wide receiver 20. That seems about right for me. Yeah. Um I like him as like a back end kind of wide receiver two. Pascal was very hot and cold last season. So I get it. If you started him in those games when he was cold, he hurts your team, but he had games. This is from our sleeper league of 39.7, 25 point six, 17 point nine and 20.4. Was he getting some return work? I don't think so. Was he? No, he wasn't. I mean, dude, he just became this big. He was the I mean, number one wide receiver. He was the number one wide receiver because T.Y. was, was out. out. And he's he's super young, he too. He will like, probably start the year as the wide receiver, too. I hope we keep him around because he's just one of those that, I mean, he's absolutely. I mean, it's it's crazy we didn't talk about T.Y., but, yeah, definitely don't don't sleep on him as well because, I mean, Pascal showed it last year. He was a dog. He caught tough balls. He went one's, across the middle. Yeah, one's like he you, did whatever. Yeah, one's guys would get, you know, the T-Rex arms on and uh, he made big plays and got in the end zone and found ways to he score. He won us so, that game against the Texans. That yeah. was that 39.7 game was the game against the Texans. Like he jumped over a dude to get in the end mm-hmm. zone. I mean, that dude, I, I have loved everything I've seen about Pascal. I keep up with him on Instagram. He's been he's been putting, putting in on, the work. Has been, has he's been, been chopping been wood working, or working shirtless? He's been putting on, putting on on the ground. Um, so shout out to him for getting his workouts in. If we if we have a season, he's going to ball out. So you know, honestly, I'd say the only guy I'm going to be fading on that offense is Ty Hilton. Probably I mean, wide receiver yeah. twenty is probably too rich for me. I probably. think that he may struggle to build rapport. I mean, he, I feel like he's a better deep deep ball guy, and I don't know that that's Rivers' game anymore. No, not anymore. I mean, he'll be able to hit it every once in a while, I think, but. I don't know that we'll be able to rely on rely on that week to week. So I think closer to the line of scrimmage is going to be yeah. But honestly, better. every other like all those other pieces, price is perfect on all of them. They're all going to be going like even Jonathan Taylor, who's got like league winning upside. If he does, absolutely if he does come out and just ball, and they just they have to just give you know they have to give him twenty five carries a game. If that's the case, he's going to win people leagues. 
He is, absolutely. Get into the red zone with that two-headed monster running back. Yeah. It's going to be a problem What happens when they put people. three running backs on the field? Yeah. You got Jonathan Taylor, Marlon Mack, Naheem Hines in these crazy, like, you know. Or Hines at receiver and exactly. you put Paris Campbell or somebody back there. The, like, the, either the formations you can do now are just insane. You've I'd like got, to see you guys trade for a tight end. Why don't you yeah. call Philly up? See if they want to maybe let go Send of Ertz. Ertz. Yeah. That'd be great. I would love that. Because that is the one piece. I mean, we do have some interesting options. Uh, you know, some some nice height there. Mo Ali Cox is like six foot five, six foot six. He's ginormous, but He's an alien. why can't y'all give you know them like Marlon Mack and a receiver? They do need a they do need a running back. They've been talking all off season about how they missed out in free agency. There so go Philly, call them up. Done right. deal. Let's talk about the defense, Connie. The big addition there, obviously, obviously was DeForest Buckner. Um, I said he's on a short list of guys for me who could finish as the number one overall defensive tackle in IDP. Uh, he was great last year. Him and Armstead both were inside the top 10 at defensive tackle. It's not often we get excited about a defensive tackle, but this is truly a defense-altering type of player. He's a he is a tone setter. I am I am just pumped up. I mean, he's like a Quentin Nelson type tone setter on your defensive line. And I, I've had friends that are like, "Why do you care so much about Quentin Nelson? What does it mean?" He he was a culture shift in how he approaches stuff and how personal he takes doing his job and just whipping people's ass on every play and taking your will. And just, he's the face of the franchise right now. Oh, he absolutely in, in my is. opinion, I think Quentin Nelson, as crazy as that is to say, a guard is the face of your franchise. But I think he really is. Buckner will do that on the defense. And what he is going to do is he's going to highlight how good uh, of a guy that you have at, at linebacker there um, with Darius Leonard, because he's going to have a hole cleared for him to be able to make plays, put pressures on there. I mean, he. I just think he means so much. When I found out what we gave to be able to get him, and yeah, his contract is rich, but he's being paid accordingly. I mean, I, I think he is a home run hitter. Again, getting pumped up on the D-line and what it does, there's a lot of intricacies, but I, I think just the overall picture of that level has been lacking. We haven't been bad at it. But the pressures that creates inside and what it lets your linebackers do or what it lets guys like Kenny Moore do, who the Colts missed horribly. Really I mean, did. That's, that's probably one of the best players on the Colts. He's probably the smallest guy on the Colts team, and he's probably one of the best players on Great the Colts team. Great for fantasy. Team. Oh, he's probably top 10 cornerback. Kenny, Kenny Moore, Moore yep. is unfreaking believable. So, I mean, wherever you're talking about creating pressure from, when you can put it in the middle with a guy like DeForest Buckner, he is going to be on the side of Lucas Oil. I think after his first seat, like he's he'll be on the fast track. Yeah, uh, yeah, you're right. Five foot nine, 190 pounds. Kenny he's Moore. tiny. Yeah, I mean, you wouldn't know guy. walking by him, but I mean, that guy is a he is he is a valuable. Yeah, he's a valuable asset for Indy, and he's I think was just paid, if I'm not mistaken, in the last year. Uh, so good for Kenny. Yeah. So Danico Autry. Uh, now gets to be basically defensive tackle too. So that's nice that he's not being asked to be the number one defensive tackle for them. Um, not really interested in Autry for IDP purposes. He finished as D-tackle 38 last year in our RSO league. Um, Justin Houston, let's talk about a guy, talk about unsexy but really solid. Uh, he was D-line 22 for me right now. He only scored point eight points fewer than Nick Bosa last year in the XFFL. Uh, 
Um, I could definitely be wrong, uh, but he drops a little bit for me with Buckner coming to town and other guys along the line emerging like Kamoko Ture, like Ben Banigou. So I'm fading him just a little bit, but I could definitely be wrong on Houston. Yeah, I think I may be. I mean, I may be a little more optimistic. I think that the addition of Buckner may actually help him because I think it was easy to focus on on him really the most out of that line. Um, and you're not going to be able to do that anymore. And especially you know, like what are what are offensive lines going to do when you rush Darius Leonard as well? Exactly. So I mean, they're going to and and you're and you're you're right. I really like Kamoka uh, Ture. In fact, he was. Um, in the four games that he played, he was playing really well. That's what sucks so bad about that injury. He got hurt what the Kansas City game, and he was absolutely like bawling yes. out in that game. Like had a sack or two maybe yeah. in that game. He, he was, was great. A, he was actually like the highest graded uh, defensive end, even though it was only you know four games and like looks like eighty one snaps. Still, it's a, you know twenty snaps a game. It's it's roughly it's something. I yeah, mean, it, it's there's so, there's talent there. Easy. They like yeah. him, and he's in line for a starting spot. Yep. So, so pay attention. Uh, yeah, I really, I really like a lot of pieces on that defense. Um, and we'll talk about our boy Kari Willis as well. That's right. Yep, definite sleeper. We don't have to say a whole lot about Darius Leonard. He's LB one for me. Yep, Connor. It's so fun to have a Colts linebacker that is just awesome. We've had some decent linebackers in the past, but nobody approaching Leonard's level. Oh man, he's he's just a totally sep. You know, I I say what I've said about DeForest Buckner about being a tone setter on the defensive line. The the tone setter on the defense, he he's there. His name's Darius Leonard. Um, he's you know the, he's probably the mouthpiece of that locker room along with Quentin Nelson. So, um, I just think DeForest was going to be a you know f- a figurehead in terms of for that line and just a, another uh, piece for that defensive. Uh, that defensive piece, but yeah, I mean, with Leonard to have a guy like that, just I mean, he's he's just one that ev- no matter what the score is of the game, you know that he is just at any minute can make one of those just game changing plays. Whether it's just picks that are two inches off the ground that he somehow scoops up, spins up, you know, runs it to the house somehow. I think he stiff arms some dude. They still haven't found him yet into the core of the earth last year. Yeah, he's gone. So he he's just a monster. I I love watching Leonard play, and it's I can't wait to watch watch him play for us for a long time. That's right. Uh, his linebacker mates there, Anthony Walker, again one of the least sexy options at LB, but he's just so solid. Addy, I have him like at linebacker thirty eight um, because I'm much more intrigued by the next guy that we're going to talk about. Mm-hmm. But you know, Walker's somebody to maybe keep an eye on. Um, He's solid, but you know I think you saw a lot of his production when Darius Leonard was out last year. Yeah, um, he was. I mean, that's right. Truly, like he was a stats machine, especially really when Leonard. I think he led the team in tackles. But again, yeah. it's Leonard was out with what concussions? Yeah, and probably four or five games. I think he's in a contract year, so like well, that's the only thing I would say for him is he's he's either one to get paid by Indy and him and. Him and Darius are like best buds. Now, how far that actually goes with front offices wanting to re-sign somebody like that who has proved, hey, I've got great special teams value, but like we're about to talk about, there's some other young guys who are waiting in the wings to develop, and they need to play and play well pretty much now. Yeah. Finishes LB20 last year. 
Anthony Walker. Anthony Walker. Dude, he did. was a stud. He was really good. But again, Leonard was out. So, but I mean, that was kind of his linebacker mate alongside Leonard, even when Leonard came back. Yeah, so, I mean, Leonard only missed three games, but, you know, he might have had some games where he exited early, though, as well. So, um, just keep an eye on him. That's all I'm saying. But the reason that we're, I think, a little down is because of Bobby Okariki. Uh, made eight starts last year and recorded five double-digit weeks. So That's keep nice. an eye on if he gets that starting job, I'm bumping him up and I'm bumping Walker down. And I believe he was PFF's highest-graded linebacker. Was he? Rookie linebacker. He's really good. Yeah. He's really good. Didn't get a lot of opportunity. Again, only eight starts, but you saw there five double-digit weeks. That doesn't happen by accident. No, that's nice. That's the guy who Pat McAfee did the just one of the better uh, draft intros for down in Nashville when he went on there and like roasted all of the Titans fans that's about right. how they didn't know who he was and that's that was the Okariki. Yeah, pick. he's like, I'm a punter. You don't see me that much. Yeah, well, we have to somehow like clip that in, but that's uh, yeah. Shout out to Patty Mac, but yeah, I think if Okariki gets some chances, which that the Colts are odd, man. I mean, on offense and defense, both. I mean, they make you earn it. They they make you show any clippings you see about them. Like you have to earn it on the practice field. You have to fit in. You have to know your position, every other position around you before you're going to see um, game time. So I don't know if that's what it was, or if it's just kind of a log jam of talent that's kept him off the field. Um, but yeah, Okariki. I mean, he's somebody who I'd love to see take the next step, and I think that's what Indy's expecting. So it it could kind of force their hand with Walker if if he chooses to chase the bag and try to go get a little more money somewhere else. But either way, he needs to have Probably a big year. Probably will. He needs to have a big He'll, year because it's a contract year because he may go get overpaid somewhere like will. Jacksonville. Or, I feel like Anthony Walker's gone. Yeah, yeah he's like a Nick Kwiatkowski type for me, kind of like that second banana on the and on the linebacking core that's still going to make good money elsewhere because... As, as he should, man. Yeah, he's, 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 he's solid. I just don't think, especially if Okariki emerges, that there's going to be a need for us to pay him big money. So, oh, also want to touch on uh, Darius Leonard was the uh, uh, obviously here, but uh, points for game wise, uh, by far highest uh, point per game for a linebacker. He was at 17.76 in our RSO league. Next closest was Jordan Hicks, uh, who finishes the overall LB one LB one at 15.82. Wow. So. And that was with Hicks playing 100% of the snaps <laughs> last year. Yes. And, and Leonard missed three games. Yeah. So Darius Leonard's a beast. He is. Leonard's different. So, Kari Willis, a guy that is, um, I don't know if he's how much of a sleeper he is anymore. Uh, I haven't done my DB rankings yet. He'll probably be top 18 for me, maybe top 15. Um, but I just love the potential. He is just all over the field, Connor, just like one of those guys that is just a playmaker, just seems to be in on a lot of tackles. He has a nose for the ball. And I don't know, I'm very excited for his potential now that he's got that starting gig locked up. He reminds me of a uh, Antoine Bethay almost, where he's just very reliable. He can come up and make a pop. Um, he doesn't necessarily play a lot of center field much, but he can. He's just a good overall safety that's not too one dimensional. Like it's one. That's one thing we see with Malik. Of course, we ask him to play more center field, but when he's asked to make a tackle, it's a liability. And I think that's why we saw his his now current safety partner Malik Hooker. You know not get his option picked up, his fifth-year option, which was very cheap. And, you know... bit surprising. It was really surprising. Because that just means we don't want you. It's exactly what it says, because you know his potential replacement, Julian Blackman, they drafted uh, in the third round. I think he was 85 overall. So 
they made a pretty pretty clear investment decision by not picking up the fifth option. Obviously, and going Car- getting Blackman. Yeah, Kari Willis. He took Clayton Gathers' spot. Gathers will be gone after this year if he's not already gone before training camp. But I believe he's a free agent. So is he? Okay. Yeah, I think so. I didn't know he, he has was- not been picked up yet. Okay, that makes sense. So. You know, Gathers got the boot, and you know now Kari Willis is going to be there. I think he's going to have another good year, like you mentioned. Um, and Blackman could be, depending on what happens with Hooker. I, I put a little note in here that I would not be surprised at all with some scenario where a contender loses a safety early on and wants to offer second, third round pick for a guy like Hooker because they think it will make the difference for their team. And then, you know, assuming somebody like Blackman is able and trending in the right direction, you can go ahead and just start something that you pretty much have clear intention on. But Blackman, I think, is coming off, I think, maybe knee surgery. I was going to say, I think he's maybe looking at a red shirt year. So that's probably a pipe dream, but it would just be nice even if he could get some reps at some point in the year if somebody had a – you know, again, a, a need for a guy like Malik during the year and uh, could kind of start that early, early development because I've loved what I've seen out of Kari and yeah, you know, we'll see what happens. Hooker may have another decent year. He led our team in defensive snaps last year. Odd wow. stat about Malik Hooker. Um, here's a here's a pretty cool little quote from Anthony Walker about uh, who he thinks the breakout star for the Colts defense will be in 2020. Kari Willis. There we go. Preach, Anthony. He lives football. He's the true definition of a warrior, and I'm really excited for him this year. Kari Willis. uh, Kari Willis, 71 total tackles, despite only playing 60% of the defensive snaps last year. Pretty nice. Very nice. He's a dog, man. I mean, so you're looking at a guy that that's someone that is is potentially all over 100 plus tackles. Yep. So, uh, yeah, it's going to be going to be the strong safety in that in that Colts defense. Big fanboys. I think he has a, a good chance to be top three uh, as far as total tackles. I agree. I just, yeah, and looking the price at is great. It's great. Yeah, he's still not. He's not going inside the top twelve. No, man, you can get him. He's going after like safety twenty four. Like Don't he, you have him, Josh? Did I do. Yeah, him in one of I did. Leagues? I stashed him choice. on your recommendation. So thank you. I've got him thank pretty you. much everywhere. I, th- I got him in a lot of those drafts I did this offseason just because the price was was nice. People still aren't on them yet, but this year it's they're going to figure it out if they haven't already. Over yet. Yeah. It's, it, the value is is probably gone after this year. Yeah, Colts have a fun defense. Chris Ballard has finally built the defense like the he defense wanted we've it. never this had. Is, yeah, this is what we haven't <laughs> we've really, never had a defense. We've like never this. had a defense like this before. So I mean, you know, and a guy we don't have mentioned on here is coming over from the Vikings is uh, Xavier Rhodes at cornerback. Xavier Rhodes, Rhodes so, wide open again. Nice. I know he had a bad year, <laughs> kind of like what Rivers had last year. If you're looking at his most recent tape, it's not great. I know he made the Pro Bowl, kind of on his you know sticker value with his name, but did he make the Pro Bowl? He did make the Pro oh Bowl last God. year. So <laughs> and, and again, what has happened to the Pro Bowl? I know his stats and the guys I know, oh like you know Markham or Logan or guys that I know who are actual Vikings fans specifically. They're they're not big on him, but hey, if it if it comes in, he's a better scheme fit and he gets a second chance. He's got plenty of good tape that he's worth a shot. Yeah. Um, especially if you're not ha- if you're getting pressure. So we're talking about the what a guy, um, what a guy like. Uh, DeForest Buckner is going to do. He's not only going to make the obvious D line better, but the linebackers are going to be better. You're going to see better pressure there. The corners don't have to cover as long. So guys that may not be asked to play and be in better scheme fits, but they're getting so much help from a blue chipper like Buckner and a blue chipper 
uh, like you see there with uh, Darius Leonard, Darius Leonard, Houston, Kari Willis coming off the and edge. Xavier Rhodes could be a nice IDP target because we always want these Absolutely, cornerbacks man. to get thrown at. So we'll see. Yeah, that's. Um, I'm drinking the Kool Aid heavy, man. But I, I just there's a lot to be optimistic about with cheap defensive options. I feel like yeah. on the Colts that should catch your attention, and because outside of Buckner and Leonard. A lot of people probably aren't plugged in on where the value is with yeah, this defense right now. I mean, that's good value across the board. Up and down much. the board. Kenny, yep. um, Kenny Moore's going to be Kenny great. Moore. Kenny I Moore's, meant to say Kenny Moore earlier, blitzing off the – not Carl yeah. Willis, but Kenny Moore. Top somebody 10 you should cornerback. Yeah, but keep an eye on. You're right. Xavier Rhodes, I do – I mean, he was humbled. You know, he got cut. Like, that's a guy that was once at the top of his position. You know that that's going to light a fire. You hope it's going to light a fire or something like that. I think he's got the talent to, uh, you know – Get it back and and be at that elite level, and not elite level, but be a solid. Be scheme better than means what he was. A, not yeah. suck, right? Yeah. Basically, scheme and proper yeah. expectations can go a long way. So it may just be that hey, we know this guy is not this you know showstopper. We're going to ask to play man to man on these just absolute just thoroughbred wide receivers who can run up and down the field. I mean, it's just you have to be a different class of athlete. So, yeah. again, if you're getting pressures from your team, I think Indy should see a big spike in that with guys like Buckner, a ton of young talent at linebacker and on the defensive line. And, you know, you've got some playmakers now in the secondary. So those those pressures, we should see a big uptick there. So I think it's just going to help. It's going to be a ripple effect and help a lot of people. So I'm high on him as a homer, but I think there's a lot to be optimistic about. Finished as Cornerback 23, Kenny Moore did in 11 games. Wow. Playing 61% of the snaps. So, Kenny Moore, beast. Love it. What's up, guys? It's Josh. And one of the things that you may not know about me is that in addition to hosting this podcast with Bobby and Adam, I'm also a writer. That is my full-time job. But with that said, I'm not as avid as a reader as you might think. That's because it's hard for me to find time to sit down, crack open a book, and read it. But what I do love are audiobooks. And one of my absolute favorites, and I know as football fans you will appreciate this, is Boys Will Be Boys, The Glory Days and Party Nights of the Dallas Cowboys Dynasty. I know my boy Johnny the Greek loves this book as well. And you have to check out the audiobook version. Author Mori, the narrator, does a fantastic job bringing this crazy, wild, you will not believe it, your jaw will drop story from Jeff Perlman to life in such vivid and rich detail that I really do prefer the audiobook version to the print version. And here's the good news. You can actually listen to it for free. We have partnered up with Audible, and if you go to audibletrial.com slash big3idp, you're going to get a free 30-day trial of Audible. Now, that includes one audiobook plus select Audible Originals. After the trial, you get that same setup with a rotating selection of Audible Originals plus exclusive sleep tracks and guided wellness programs. Audible has the biggest selection of audiobooks on the planet. It's only $14.95 a month after the 30-day trial. You can cancel anytime, and they'll even send you an email reminder before your trial ends. So go to audibletrial.com slash big3idp. Check out Boys Will Be Boys by Jeff Perlman. You are not going to regret it. That's audibletrial.com slash big3idp. Check it out.
Let's move on to Jacksonville going from uh, two teams that could potentially win the division. Hippest QB in the league. That's right. To the Jort master himself, the team that will definitely not be winning the division unless hell freezes over. Uh, we've got the Jacksonville Jaguars. Let's run through the starters. Uh, on offense, you have Gardner Minshew at quarterback, Leonard Fournette at running back, DJ Chark, Chris Conley, and D.D. Westbrook, uh, LaVisca Chenault as well at wide receiver, Tyler Eifert at tight end. On defense, Taven Bryan at defensive tackle, Josh Allen and Yannick Ngakwe at defensive end, Miles Jack, Joe Schobert, Calevon Chason at linebacker, and then at cornerback, you have C.J. Henderson, Rashawn Melvin, D.J. Hayden, and Gerard Wilson and Ronnie Harrison at safety. So let's start with the offense and look at the Jordan one himself. Gardner Minshew got the aviators on, got that handlebar mustache. This is like, um, who's the uh, the uncle that can throw it over the mountains? Uncle in, Rico. Uncle Rico. He's Uncle Rico at like age twenty. Yeah, right. Not sad, Uncle Rico. Yeah, not sad. <laughs> There's nothing to be excited about on this Jacksonville team, in my opinion, long term. Like I just, okay. I just, I have nothing on the team that I think stands out to me about them being any better than like a four or five win football team. I think they're going to be the worst team in football. Uh, Gardner Minshew should be fun. Yeah. He had a nice rookie season. He's carefree. Fournette is is probably going to get into a fist fight with management at some point. I was going to say Fournette had a nice season. He was R, he was RB7 last year. Yeah. But nobody's excited about Fournette because management wants to take his money. He's not showing up for the team picture. Everyone hates Lenny. But like Leonard got a lot of passing work. He got some nice volume in terms they of didn't rush bring attempts. Anyone else in? No. If there was one running back, you thought surely this guy is not going to survive this draft. Yeah. It's Leonard Fournette, and yet here he is. Yeah. The RB one on the team with no real competition outside of Chris Thompson. Yep. Yeah, no one likes him, but all he does is just keep finishing inside that top 12. Somebody's got to eat on that team. You know, they, they've run a lot of other players and options off. So, I mean, it's it's I mean, not going to be Minshew. I'll tell you that. They have a lot of they're, – they're a weird team. They have a lot of bad players, but then they have a they have like five or six what I would call like elite pieces. Like, I agree. You know, with uh, – I don't know that I'm putting Fournette. I think Fournette's – probably seen the best Lauren Fournette's going to be somewhere else and he's probably not going to get a big yeah. deal. We've seen the, the free, the uh, free agent class for yeah. 2021 at running back plus the draft. I don't know how many of these running backs get another job. Yeah. You know, know like I, I just think the way the NFL is going, the ro- they're just going to rookie running backs are going to become like the new hotness in terms yeah. of just churn them and burn them and then pick another one, you know? Yeah. I guess we got to talk about, you know, Jay Gruden looks like he survived all this stuff. I mean, the rumors were out there that you know he might potentially um, having sex parties in Washington. Right. And, so, and I, was, and I tweeted that the tweet that I had earlier was kind of alluding to. I, I thought he was going to get canned. I was hoping that he get he was going to get canceled, <laughs> right? <laughs> but uh, didn't happen. So not yet. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, how how mad are you? Are you if you're uh, Riverboat Ron? Coming You're, into the R words. Who, who, yeah. Who is yeah, one of the most respectable coaches, yeah. like an upstanding person walking into just this. Like, man, y'all did not pay me enough. <laughs> yeah. For this. I interviewed in one place and it was here. Like I should have at least explored some other <laughs> options. Uh, so, yeah. Seriously. But I, I, I actually do like, I mean, I love LaVisca. Um, I, I love Chark. Chark's I mean, great. I mean, Question on DJ Chark. I'm curious your thoughts. He was wide receiver 17 in RSO last year. Better or worse finish in 2020 than wide receiver 17? Uh, 
worse, but I think he's going to be right around that. I think he might be tick right up like 16 or 15. It's kind of where I have him oh, in my mind right now. Going up a level. Just a little bit. I think Chenault's going to... Uh, I think he's going to command touches right away. I think Gardner's going to be better. I don't yeah. think Gardner was great last year, yeah. and I don't think he's the answer. I think they're going to draft Justin Fields. Yeah. Or who's the other guy? Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence right. One of those two guys will be a Jag next year, but I think Gardner will be better than he was last year. So slight also, tick up. We're also not mentioning D.D. Westbrook, who's a yep. solid receiver. Chris Conley, who looked pretty good with Gardner Minshew, someone that I actually like is like a, you know, he's probably going to be someone that's, that'll be on, you know, waiver wire. Wire. Uh, like rest in peace to our boy Keelan Cole. He Keelan had Cole. he had him. He had a minute there, but it's over now with the drip. God, LaVisca coming in. Yeah, I'm I'm really excited about LaVisca. I've got him in a lot of places. He, Everyone keeps just letting him fall in rookie drafts. I got him at 212. 212? Oh, my God. That's did sick. Keelan play at Kentucky Wesleyan? Yep. He did, yeah. Yeah. That's what I was trying to figure we out. We wanted Keelan was. Cole to succeed, and he yeah. had a chance, but uh, just didn't happen. He was one of the Podfather's favorite, Addy. I know one of our favorite podcasts, but they don't all turn out to be hits, sadly. Some really nice highlights of he did. the first two years. He did. So, yeah. Fournette. You know, probably not going to be um, sexy, but a great, a great RB2 kind of if you can exactly get in the David Johnson mold. You think you can get him as an RB2 right now? I mean, people, I feel like you can. Yeah, I think people, you know, all the rookies may be getting bumped up into yeah. that back end RB1 I feel range. Like you'll go about like RB12 to 15 range. That sounds about right. Uh, DJ Chark. Yeah, love him as a wide receiver too. LaVisca Chenault. Great dynasty grab. Let's talk about defense. Um, some nice pieces on defense. I will say that yeah. I'm, I'm excited about some of the guys here. Connor, this is a guy I think we talked about one of the last times we had you on the Sode was uh, Josh Allen. He's my D lineman 10 right now. I think he's absolutely going to eat this year. Yeah, Josh Allen's a beast. Is he in a contract year this year? No, he's a second year player. Okay. So they, yeah. he, they've got him under contract for three more years after this. Well, he's he's somebody I'm like you, Josh. I mean, I, I would take all the Josh Allen stock I could get. Um, I know Yannick. I would assume he's going to play, right? But I don't know, man. I mean, that's why I bumped Yannick down just a little bit because of the uncertainty there. Okay. The tweets coming out. His agents like we have been trying to get a trade worked out and the Jags just aren't budging. So he probably plays there, but. There's a lot of uncertainty. Yeah, because that can be a that can be a big you know shift in things for for both of them. I mean they would they would feed off each other and cause pressure in different ways with you know their respective positions. So if if Yannick's not playing, I think that could change things greatly for Josh. But if they have each other, that's that's just going to work out well for both of them. So um, yeah, I look for the you know former Kentucky Wildcat to have another. Solid year and should have gotten more love for the defensive rookie of the year. I thought he was the second guy behind Nick Bosa, but you know, I think he only got like one vote or something crazy. Yeah, it was, was it was, you knew he was going to, yeah, he was going to win it, yeah. but pay attention to Josh Allen. I think he's going to crush it this year. I've got Yannick as DL 20 just because of the uncertainty could absolutely finish higher. We love Yannick and Gakwe. Addy, do you think percentage chance that uh, Yannick is there throughout the entirety of the season? Uh, like 10%. You I don't think, think he's there? I think it's going to be like a clowny situation. I think they trade him or trade him. on. Get what they can because, I mean, what's the point? You know, especially gotta, once injuries and coronavirus starts hitting, yeah, like he's not coming back. If they let, if they just let, you know, if they let him play out his contract, that's just that's bad. it. You got nothing for yeah, him. Don't that's what that. I speculate with Hooker with Indy is that, yeah, they've already got his replacement. There's not as much, there's different levels of bad blood with if you were to do this or how mad they are at management. I think Hooker's surprised with Andy, but like Yannick is like 
flat out like beefing with with management on social media. Yeah, he's and like getting Yon- into it with uh, yeah, Shot Khan. Khan. Yeah, uh, Tony, is one of the top pass rushers in the yeah. league. Where I think Hooker is sure probably replaceable. Yeah, apples yeah. and oranges in that regard. But yeah. just like guys that are going to get probably, I could see like leaving at you know or getting getting traded and not playing at that team sure. at the end of the year. Yannick would be one, which again. Could could alter some of that Josh Allen stock I was team advising. Like the, team like the Cowboys would make sense for Yannick. Yeah. I don't know if they – I don't think they have the cap for it right now. But yeah, they're tight. Same y- with, like, y- the Vikings. I wouldn't mind seeing them. You can make some cap gymnastics work. I just feel like – Colts? I mean, what, why not just add someone else? Please do. I got him on my Madden franchise. He yeah. was eating for us. Hey, so, please, fine. go get him. Come on in, man. Let's talk, are fine. Let's talk about these linebackers. Uh, Joe Schobert. LB four for me right now. Yeah. Again, not a lot of these guys are not sexy, but super solid. And this year with all the uncertainty that we've got going on because of coronavirus, I'll take not sexy, but super solid. Addy. Totally agree. He's someone that'll likely be in my top five uh, redraft ranks whenever I finish him. You know, so yeah, love, love Schobert. Uh, Miles Jack, even someone that I'm interested in, you know, he's switching, he's switching uh, back to his natural position. Um, so I'm intrigued by him. Obviously he, he, you know, I think our our boy Mike Willard is is team never Miles Jack, <laughs> and I'm with him. I know. think he said he maybe was a little bit interested in Miles Jack this year. It's like with Schober coming in, everyone is gonna have that same mindset for the most part. I think that you know avoid. So if he slips and you can get him as like your linebacker thirty, sure he's worth a he's worth a shot. Then I looked it up. He averaged about nine point two points per game in 2019. So Not that's bad. fine as like a bye week fill in yeah. or maybe an LB three or four. I'm just not that interested. I think there are other guys I'd rather pick up, but you could do worse than Miles Jack, depending on yeah, where you get him. He's fine. Depending on the value. Uh, Caleb, I'd say that probably won't have any of them. Yeah, exactly. So. I probably won't have any shares either as much yeah. as like, oh, this makes sense as a value. Uh, Caleb on Chase on interesting dynasty stash. Not really interested for this year. Yeah. Um, Ronnie Harrison was a guy we hyped up a lot last offseason. Addy finished his safety 27. He was hurt though a lot. He suffered yeah. with a lot of neck issues. I mean, because you know I have him in a lot of places. Uh, so I'm very, I'm very much in on Ronnie Harrison. Still going in that safety eighteen to twenty four range. So I'm all over that. Think he's got top eighteen upside. Uh, which he he what he was he was like in that twelve to fifteen range before he got hurt. Yep. Um. So yeah, I I, I really like him. I'm still a little interested in my baby Quincy Williams. I was gonna say, what's your temperature on Quincy? I mean, obviously not great, but he's free and he's cheap and he's someone that you know if there's injuries, then he's got he's got potential. Um, Jared Wilson, the the other guy, he was useful, had some decent weeks, seems to you know be pretty consistent as far as you know getting tackles and stuff. So. Um, I think they're that that like we've discussed that team's going to be bad. They're going to be out there a lot. There's probably going to be you know um, some useful pieces on on that team. Yeah, I agree. It's it's um I mean even if you do nothing else than grab Joe Schobert and Josh Allen, I mean those are right. two absolute IDP superstars. Yep. Schobert, yeah, not maybe necessarily for dynasty purposes, but for redraft this year, there's no reason not to take that guy inside your top five. And even for dynasty, they did sign him to like four years, fifty million. So. Um, I mean, he's going to be there. He'll be there. He'll be there. So yeah, even for dynasty purposes, maybe not the worst idea. So anyone else we want to talk about here on the Jags, Eddie, I feel like we've touched on just about everybody. This is not a good team. Um, Some nice pieces, but not a good team. Yeah. But touching back on Jay Gruden, I, I am actually excited to see him there. Like, I think Jay Gruden's a good coach. He's a very good coach. He's just been dealt a bad hand. I mean, he might be a bit of a 
sleazeball. I think maybe we saw the video. Some of those videos that came out. You yeah, know, seems like a bit of a bro. Maybe not the. Uh, maybe not somebody you want as the face of your franchise, sure. but as your offensive coordinator, sure. Yeah, moral compass maybe a little broke, but um, you can can run a good offense. That's right. And uh, I think this is probably going to be Jacksonville's best offense uh, we've seen in a while. Maybe. How's that line? I haven't looked in on the offensive line to see pretty, but Gardner's mobile. Yeah. With the rushing floor, he is an interesting, an an interesting guy there for fantasy purposes. And I'd also like, I don't know, I don't know if we mentioned that, but I like Chenault to kind of play that Debo Samuel role where he gets a, he gets a lot of, you know, touches out of the backfield and they find they're creative in in ways. They get the ball in his hands, get the ball in his hands. That's right. We should have mentioned Connie has stepped out for a pee pee break. So if you're watching the video and he just disappeared, that's where he went. Grabbed a beer first. And that's right. I think he's, he's restocking the old uh, tank there. Glug, glug, glug. So uh, let's move on. That's enough Jaguars talk and talk about the AFC South champions. Uh, That was, that was the Titans or was it the Texans? Tight ones. The tight ones were the AFC South champions, right? I'd have, we're going to look this up. I think it may have been the Texans, damn it. Uh, but either way, this was a um, uh, playoff team in, I think they may have been. Texans had a home game against the Bills, so they would have been, that would have been what, four or five? Yes. The I don't know. Were six. Hold on. Let me, I got it pulled up. We're going to find out. I am very curious now. So yeah, the Texans won the division. So. Um, for six. Yeah, so they were ten and six. The Texans were, and the Titans were nine and seven. Huh. So there you go. Um, so yeah, but they were still a playoff team. They were a fun playoff team to watch. Uh, let's run through the starters, and then fun we'll to talk watch live. That's right. That was. I will always cherish that game, Maddie. Um, appreciate you bringing it up. So let's talk about the starters, and then we'll hit the targets on offense. We mentioned him earlier. Ryan Tannehill at QB, Derek Henry at running back, and Darian Evans is there as well. Uh, AJ Brown, Corey Davis, and Adam Humphreys at wide receiver. Johnu Smith at tight end. I'm so glad you guys get to see the video now of what I have to put up with, and uh, you know, keep a keep a straight laced here. On defense, you have Daquan Jones at defensive tackle. Jeffrey Simmons at defensive end. He might also be listed as a D-tackle elsewhere. Uh, Harold Landry, Harold Landry, Rashawn Evans, Jayon Brown, and Vic Beasley at linebacker. Adoree Jackson, Malcolm Butler, and Christian Fulton at cornerback. And then Kevin Byard and Kenny Vaccaro at safety. So we mentioned Tannehill earlier, Addy. What narrative are we supposed to believe? The Miami days or what we saw last year? We know the Titans like Tannehill locking him up, but are they right to do so? I mean, it's tough. I don't know where I come down, honestly. I mean, why didn't they tag him? If they, if they, great question. They ended up extending Henry, but we know this. We know now from them extending Henry when they didn't have to do that either. Yeah. That maybe this is just how the Titans operate. We believe in our guys. We're going to pay our guys, yeah, well, even if maybe not. That's not the best financial decision. They didn't have. They didn't have. They didn't, to, they didn't have to. Tannehill. No, because Tannehill hadn't been there long enough. No one would have cared. I mean, I think the but, franchise tag was perfect for Tannehill. You're committing right. to an anomaly, honestly. I mean, there's just there's too much bad tape on him right now to sit here and say I'm comfortable with anything more than the tag. Is he worth his money? Sure. And I don't know what that number would have been. It may have been a a cap thing for why they did it the way they did it versus the tag. Yeah, maybe they knew they needed to get Tannehill's number down to get Henry's contract in there as well. I don't know. I don't know, man, but it it was a I think where we're at now it looks bad. 
because I think the move was tag Tannehill. Don't sign him. And the contract may be written to where they can get out of it after two years. So his cap hit for this year is only $22.5 million. So it's not bad, but you have 29.5 next year. But the year after that, it's 34 million, but only a 10 million dollar dead cap hit. Okay, so, so you means, could see him get cut after so a couple seasons in a way that is yeah. not too bad. It's so not it's a too three bad. year, but you could cut him after. Two. He's not a free agent until 2024, but his dead cap in 2022 is 10, and 2023 it's five. So he could very easily be cut after these next two seasons. Maybe he definitely years. will not be cut. Oh my God! This is the highest dead cap number I've ever seen. It's sixty-two million dollars in dead cap if they were to cut him this off season. Wow! And it is thirty-nine point five next season. So he will be their their starter the next two seasons. Yeah. Uh, so it did help knock the cap down because I think the franchise tag for quarterbacks is like thirty-two, thirty-three million. Yeah. So that knocked about ten off his number. Probably what it was, if I had to guess, because there's no other reason otherwise. Especially if you can start wiggling after after two years, going into year three or year four, yeah. if you know he's not right. Because I don't. There's just no world where this team is bad enough with him. Even if he does regress back to Miami, they can't be worse than seven or eight wins. Yeah. They're just they're too good otherwise. Do you like Tannehill for fantasy though? Yeah. Uh, I mean, Fine with him, he's going to be QB two maybe be cheap again. I mean, last year he was. You know, everyone everyone this year is telling you to fade AJ Brown because that the offense was so efficient. No, do not fade um, AJ. He's wide receiver seventeen right now. Right. I, just because it's not going to be as efficient doesn't mean they won't be here more or 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 running less. You know what I mean? Do you know what his percentage of the team snaps were? AJ Brown? Sixty eight percent. Yeah, Don't cool. fade A.J. Brown. Yeah, He's going to get more opportunities this year. So even if his efficiency comes down, the dude's a yak monster. He, yeah, I think, he led the I think he led the league in yak, right? Yeah, and we've seen what he Absolute like. monster. We've seen yes. he's been working. <laughs> we've seen the, the, speaking about the Grom, dude is blowing up the Instagram this offseason. Hey, if you're not on the Instagram working out, you're not working out. You're not. So, you're yeah, not working you don't out. don't exist and, and you're and not I working out. I pay attention out. to it. I want, I want my guys out there. I follow these guys. From the big three account, I want them to work. I take notice. Addy wants you out there, Irv. Yeah, Addy busting w- it every day. Uh, Addy wants that locker room of his fantasy teams. He wants that Instagram right. He wants that social strong. Yes, sir. Very important. Yeah, Tannehill's fine as like a QB two. He'll be yeah. cheap. I don't think he's going very high in drafts right now. Derrick Henry. I'm happy he got paid. I, th- I think the Titans were smart to do it. Um, not a crazy amount guaranteed. He's an absolute freak. He's a locked top twelve running back. I mean, I don't oh, think yeah. I don't think there's any way that Henry is slipping outside that top twelve, barring injury. Even without the passing work, yeah, he is just such a monster on the ground. He's a he's a top twelve running back, but he's got a chance to be like RB one. He could last, be RB one those last four or five weeks of the year for you, though. Absolutely, he, he just gains strength. Yeah, late in games and late in the season. Yeah, as everyone starts to tire out, Derrick Henry is doing the opposite. So yes, grab. Derrick Henry, uh, don't fade A.J. Brown. Wide receiver 17 right now. Give me all of that. Finished as wide receiver 21 last year. So it's not like he's seen this ridiculously big yeah. bump from 21 to 11 or something. And the price in Dynasty still isn't that bad. You can still get this guy, you know, around, you know, probably that 20 to 25 range, which I think at this point next year, we may be looking at him as like a top 12 pick. Could be. Could be. So Corey Davis, nope. Adam Humphreys, also nope. Addy, any interest in either of those guys? Corey Davis, 
Uh, maybe. I mean, I know that's... Don't do dirty. it to yourself. <laughs> Listen. Don't do people it. People have been holding their breath on him since draft night when they were like, man, this, these guys just Wasn't got... Wasn't he a top five pick or something yes. crazy? People were like, these people just got the next T.Y. Hilton, like this crazy slot, like smaller receiver that can play and make, you know, bust open all these big plays. And he has just not been that. And I don't know if it has been the system or him as a player overall or the quarterback or a little bit of everything. I think a little but, bit of everything. You know, I, I just he did have here. ten or he did have Mariota as his yeah. quarterback. So got to give him some grace. Yeah. I mean, I would just see how he does, because he's a guy that like my true Titans fans are just like they are so in on him. Are they like, still in on Corey Davis? Oh, yeah. He's cheap. I mean, he's free yeah. now. Everyone, he was, no one else is in on him. So that's when you need to get in on some of these. Guys. He was like me on Moncrief, like our last year of Moncrief, where I was like, man, I think we could hold on to him and he could. He could figure it out because he still had his games. Where he Davis just has flashed. He's had those games where he's put up thirty fantasy points. He's a guy I just got to see it. I'm just not going to take the swing. Um, Philip Dorsett and Indy got a new change of scenery in New England and should have known. I don't yeah. know, but just he is. He's got that that Devonte Parker mystique. He does. I will give you that. Parker's a great example of a late breakout guy that maybe don't give up on these guys, even after three bad years, because I think Parker's breakout was year four, right? Yep. So we'll see. I'm not interested. Adam Humphreys, I know, got and some love, if, but uh, Tom Brady it's over. There, yes, of course. But yes, of course, the white slot receiver, right? <laughs> uh, Connor, have you seen the Jonu Smith mm. offseason pictures? Whoa! I just yes, need you. I okay, did. as yeah, long as you've seen this, we're good. Yeah, that was. Um, this is crazy. I I don't know how often um, the ADP is updated here, but Johnny Smith was tight in seventeen right now in ADP. That's insane to me. Value. I mean, he won't be probably. Well, but I don't know. I mean, there's. I think the tight end position is a lot deeper than than folks, you know, want to admit. Everyone always talks about how it's you know shallow and there's only three. I don't know that that's really the case anymore. I think this it's top heavy, but the depth is there. And there's you just nice never sleepers. Know. There's really nice sleepers this year. Like, you know, um the Hayden Hurst, the Johnny Smith, the uh Irv Smith. Um there's just a it's just a I mean truly there's like twenty tight ends that I'd be okay rostering. Um so yeah, I like Johnny Smith. I think that uh I mean, I think he's got a chance to to be the second option on the offense. Mm-hmm. Uh, That's right. We know that there's not going to be a prolific pass catching running back. Yeah, we know AJ Brown's going to be a beast. I'm not interested in these other wide receivers. So Johnu, yeah, kind of is the number two target and there. If he's tied in 17. Yeah, of course. Yeah, I, I just wanted to pull this up to see. So the guys going around him. Um, well, let me see here. Oh, I I want to do PPR. That's what it was. Um, so PPR ADP, let's look at the, this is from a uh, fantasy football calculator, probably the number one, um, ADP resource there right now. So yeah, John U. Smith tight end 17 going before him, Eric Ebron, Jarwin going after him, but you're right. A lot of these guys in front of him, I don't know that I, w- well, Noah Fant at 12 is kind of interesting. Yeah, it's kinda it's a little rich, maybe in Dynasty. Yeah. Um, Austin Hooper, I'd rather have Janu and Blake Jarwin over Hooper. TJ Hawkinson, I think, is nice. Gasecki's okay, but I'm definitely taking him over Ebron. Dallas Goddard at tight end 19. <laughs> Jack Doyle at 20. What is happening? Tight end, maybe not that bad. That's what I'm saying. But it's like, who the, projecting the top 12? Like, good luck. Yeah, man. Good luck. It is fun having Gronk back in the mix now. Yes. That's funny. He's at number six right now. 
which is crazy rich. Swore he wasn't playing football. Yeah, gonna be a wrestler. Retired. Gonna be a gonna be an actor. I huh? was crying. Yeah, you was crying. And you're mine. So let's talk about the defense as they're shouting on either side of me. Jeffrey Simmons. We know Bobby is in love with Jeffrey Simmons. He is a defensive tackle in our RSO league. I brought that up earlier. There's a short list of guys for me with D tackle one potential. He's on that list. Absolutely. Huge fan. Uh, I think, you know, that's the reason why you saw him get rid of Jarrell Casey. For a pack of Bud Light. Like, yep. just here you go, Jarrell. You're a great, respected player. Oh, a seventh round pick? Sure, that's fine. Yeah. Jeffrey Simmons definitely been taking care of himself this offseason. Another guy who is, you know, on the Instagram. All bod team. Yeah, all bod team for sure. Titans got a lot of these guys. They sure do. Oh, this is a fun defense. It is. So, uh, Simmons. Especially if you get that defensive tackle designation, scoop him up. He's going to be great this year. The linebackers here, Addy, also some of these guys probably get a defensive line designation in leagues like Sleeper. Um, so here's how they broke down. Another team with sneaky good linebackers, Harold Landry, LB32, Jayon, my baby, LB33. Evans was actually the best at LB22. This is in our RSO league where all of these guys are linebackers. Um, so I... <sighs> We know I love Jayon, but I've adjusted my expectations. He's my linebacker, weirdly enough, 33 right now in my rankings. Um, Rashawn Evans, especially in these dual designation leagues, let the big dog eat. Get in there and get you some Rashawn Evans. Harold Landry, nice grab as well, especially in dual leagues. Vic Beasley, LB68 in uh, 2019. No, thank you. But any of these three linebackers, Addy, I'd be happy to get a piece of. Yep, for sure. Uh, I think I like I like Jayon Brown to bounce back this year. I'm, I did too. He was hurt last year. Yeah, I think that's why you saw. I mean, when, you know, when Brown was out, Evans really benefited, um, and he he wasn't the same because I had a lot of Sean Evans last year, um, and it was definitely noticeable whenever um, Jayon was out. Um, so yeah, I, I like Jayon the most. Out of the group, uh, because I think, you know, the prices, the price, you know, compared to Rashawn, they're pretty similar. They're both going in that linebacker I agree. 20 to 25 range. Yeah, I'm seeing them the same way. Uh, so, I mean, I'd, I'd rather have Jay on. Um, Harold Landry is definitely interesting. I don't I don't know if he gets dual designation in, in, uh, in Sleeper. I will but, look that up while you talk. But he played a lot of snaps last year. Um I don't know that uh, we actually talked about this with Hollywood on on IDP Nation. He played a ton of snaps and he wasn't. Did Vrabel come out and say they were going to scale his snaps back? Was well, that the guy he was talking about? We talked about we, we've we've seen all the reports about Clowney and and you know that, that's still every like week. I feel like they just recycle that story. Titans and Clowney still yeah. doing the kind of like so that could happen. The flirty eyes. Madden across said the room. it was going to happen. Madden did say and it. How weird was that? Like, that's so one of the stranger moments of the offseason. Yeah, Madden called it, like, in April. And like, credit to Markham for calling them on calling it. Yes, sir. I you did call if they were going to call it. it. Yep. Sure did. So we were looking up, I believe, Harold Landry. So he is, yeah, he's just an OLB. So he does not get the DL line designation. Yeah. So probably going to avoid him. But, you know, if you if your league is uh, rewards you a lot for big plays, then, yeah, he's a definite target. But I would expect them to scale the snaps back a little bit. I agree. Year. So um, safeties here, Kevin Byard, uh, safety 17 last year, big play dependent, as we know. So in a big play league, has he's a knack a, for making them though. He's a nice option. I love him as a safety too, maybe a flex option potentially. Yep. Uh, Kenny Vaccaro, nice bye week fill in. Um, 
And Connor, you you mentioned that you have some Titans friends. We are here in Bowling Green. Closest team to us is the Titans, sadly. Um, who are some players outside of Corey Davis that Titans fans are excited about? How are they feeling about the team in general this year? Are they optimistic after the run last year? A lot of them don't really know how to react because they don't know if they caught lightning in a bottle with Tannehill because we all know the drill. If you don't have the quarterback, no matter how good your team is, and Indy has a little bit of that right now because we don't know what we have with Rivers. We didn't know what we had with Jacoby. You know, we've just been searching and searching since Luck, you know, up and retired and did what he did. So if Tannehill is who he was last year, then this team absolutely should be looked at as a top three team in the AFC, probably with Kansas City and Baltimore. I mean, they did beat Baltimore, correct me if I'm wrong, in the playoffs last year. They did. So, you know, they've shown they, they can They went win. to the AFC Championship game yeah. against the Chiefs. I think Vrabel has some championship DNA. I don't think he has to have this. Again, if he's as good as he was last year and any of these guys progress, I mean, again, there's no reason they're not a top three team. They so. have stability going on, yeah. and that's very important. Do you know the Chiefs, I think, return maybe all but – I think they return all 11 starters on offense, add CEH into the mix, <laughs> yeah. add Willie Gay to the defensive side of the ball. Nice. I mean, they're the Super Bowl favorites right now in my mind, and it's not really that close. Oh, yeah. I think they're absolutely loaded. Oh, Sorry. Yeah. Just talking about continuity. The Titans are right there with them, though. I mean, what have the Titans lost aside from um, Jack Conklin? Yeah, not a lot, but that's, that's it. That's a big loss, though, you know? Did they make a big O-line move, though, Like either in the draft or in free agency? Or I don't think so. Did they never replace so. him? I know yeah. fans are really high on Byard, and not that that's breaking news. I mean, he's he's a he's a player, but... I love Byard. I was glad I, to yeah. see him get paid yeah. last offseason. Byard's one of my favorite he's players. He's a freak show. I mean, he's a, he's a definite difference maker back at safety. But, yeah, I mean, I think that's the biggest thing. That Titans fans don't know... They don't know how to feel. They don't know how to feel. The same thing. It is new territory. I mean, you know, if if the if the Texans get out of their way, there's no reason with Deshaun. And that's that's what it is. That is the straw that stirs the drink. When you have the quarterback, you will typically win the division. Best quarterback in the division. That team typically wins wins the division. division. So, you know, if the, the Titans can be that anomaly, if if Tannehill's even decent. Tighten up. Tighten up. We we did an in-depth breakdown of Bartley Weaver's appearance on the Titan Games a few episodes ago. It was probably like way too much Titan Games uh, information. Uh, speaking of which, being a dad, y'all didn't warn me that your emotions just completely go haywire. Oh yeah, you just I'm crying like yeah. every like every two days watching TV now. Like watching the Titan Games, like my dad passed away from cancer. I'm just like <laughs> literal tears coming. I'm like, Allie, what is happening to me? Oh, it's <laughs> like you know, you're at work scrolling through Twitter and like everything on Twitter just gets you like all teared up. It's it's a uh, yeah, it's you're just having a child breaks your emotions yeah, you just, as a father. It makes everyone crazy. It's manopause. It is manopause. So that's that, that's the AFC South preview. Hope you guys enjoyed. Um, we are going to hit some very important news that we would be remiss if we did not touch on it. Connie, we appreciate you bringing it up. Why don't you set us up here? What are we going to close the sode with? So there was obviously some really tough news um, about Taco Bell is going to be eliminating and shortening a good portion of their. I've menu. got it pulled up. It is a. It's a 
it's a gut wrenching list. What's going to be on the chopping block? What's some of the Mount Rushmore items that you all would personally you're upset to see them to to be taken off the menu? Because if they're open after this, Adam, that's where we need to go. So here's the list. This is from a post on Reddit. An employee. They are testing the changes. They're cutting all potato items. This is hard. You ready? Quesaritos. Loaded grillers, triple layer nachos, the beefy Frito burrito, spicy tostadas, the seven layer burrito, and the nacho supreme. Though they noted the last one was unconfirmed. So we could be having the nacho supreme. What's going to be oh, left bro. on the Taco Bell menu? Did they say what they're adding or anything? Uh, doesn't look like they're adding anything. Uh, they better be bringing back those volcano burritos. So they say, okay, I'm sorry. The alleged insider also said that the gra- Grande Nacho Box will be returning. A new beef burrito would be added to the $1 cravings menu, and chips and cheese would move to the $1 cravings menu. That's it? That's They're it. They're come out with like a mystery beef taco, too. That's coming for like a, a you know what I mean, like a non-meat. Hey, that's hey, what they're hey, getting. Isn't it already Mr. Beef? It is. Hey. What are you actually getting? This is this is devastating. This takes a lot of the. So are there no Fiesta potatoes anymore? The potato, all the potato dishes are gone. Your wife's go to. Dude, that is bullshit. Becca is going to be crushed. I don't know if we can swear on here, but. Yeah, is- yeah you can't. <laughs> you guys suck. I have to go back and edit this. <laughs> Hate you both. Had to do it. If it's about T-Bell, we're, we're going to get emotional. That is not good. That's, that's, yeah, that's, that's a devastating. Quesarito is my go-to. That's one of my favorite I, menu items at any fast food place. I should admit, though, ever since all this, uh, all this coronavirus stuff, I have really cut back on the Taco Bell and, and the, like the white, ca- the, the like-minded types, you know, the White Castles and the McDonald's. I haven't been frequenting those places hardly. Why at not? All. Okay, I Richie. I don't, I don't, I just, I don't know. I don't, um, I'm eating Taco Bell now more than ever, but just drinks mainly. Their drink selection is. is insane. I, I, I've been doing the canes so much. Well, it's because canes. That's right. Canes, canes, hot canes. take. You ready? It's my new tier one number one. It's replaced Chick-fil-A. Now, don't hear what I'm not saying. Chick-fil-A is still great. Yeah. But raising Cane's for what it does, chicken fingers and fries and sauce and bread. Mm. Oh, my God. I mean, that is a home run every time you get it. And it's something now going to Chick-fil-A and having like their nuggets. They just don't do it for me anymore. It's like the pickle taste is overwhelming almost now. I don't get that with the canes. So just get canes that is so good, dude. Perfectly breaded chickens, piping hot. What's their cringeworthy expression when you go to the drive through? Oh, it's uh, chicken, chicken, chicken. Which combo are you picking? <laughs> yeah. I always mess with them too. I'm like, I was thinking about having some chicken. Would you recommend that? And they're always like, What can I get you, sir? <laughs> sir, please help. Yeah. I don't want to have to say this. I have to, or I'll be fired. I, I hate that they do that. I wish they would. That's the one annoying thing, but God, yeah. the food is great. Really yeah, good Canes food. is good. No free ads, but Canes, if you want to sponsor the pod. Yeah. Please do. Free ads. We would love that. Yeah. Yeah. We will frequent your establishment very often, yeah, even if you don't sponsor us. Yeah. yeah. So it, double down. But man, if Taco Bell's abandoning ship on all these great menu items, just another reason to go to Canes. Mm-hmm. Don't give me any more reasons to go to Cape Buenos or... Cadobas Taco Bell. So anyway, we're getting a Popeyes closer too, boys. That's, that's right, we are. By uh, Sonic, they're yeah. testing out a new Popeye sandwich. I saw, huh? Yeah, uh, maybe like a a barbecue chicken sandwich or something. It's it's very different from the other one. So, so like a grilled chicken sandwich. I don't know. I don't know. I just saw that they're testing out a new sandwich. Huh. So keep an eye out. Some Popeyes breaking news. We'll do a review. We'll do a review. When That's it comes right. Time, we'll do oh, try the. I'm, I shared this in our XFFL Slack. Try the new Southern Shock Mountain Dew at Popeyes, or I'm sorry, at Bojangles. It's okay. 
It's like Mountain Dew meets like uh, fruit punch. Huh. Like Hawaiian punch meets Mountain Dew. Not bad. Southern Shock. Southern Shock. Yeah. Sam's Ooh. Club has its own uh, Mountain Dew. I noticed that. Yep. All the fountain drinks are shut down at places like that right now. Yeah. But um, they do have their own Mountain Dew. <laughs> Mountain Dew just all these lo- like flavors. At random okay. Spots. So Allie wanted me to actually bring this up on the pod because we were debating Mountain Dew. She thinks that every Mountain Dew flavor starts with Mountain Dew as like a base flavor. And then they just add to it. I said for some, I think that's the case. But there's some Mountain Dew flavors that don't taste anything like regular Mountain Dew. Yeah. Like Southern Shock definitely, I think, starts with a Mountain Dew base and just adds fruit punch into the mix. Mm. But there are some like Livewire, you know, yeah, right, doesn't taste a thing like regular Mountain Dew. Pitch Black. Yeah. Red. Pitch Black. Pitch Black. Code uh, red really Supernova. Code Red. Nah, not really. Maybe you could make the case. It's like cherry mixed in with regular uh, Dew. But. Yeah. Live wire was like gummy worms. Code oh, Red yeah. was so good though. Diet Supernova will always be my favorite Mountain Dew, along with Is Game that the Fuel. Purple. That was the yeah, the purple one. That one was super good. That too. was diet too. So it was, you know, you could actually drink it. Uh <laughs> yeah, and and not have like eighty seven grams of sugar going into your body with one can. Uh so anyways, just some some fast food and mountain dew talk. Do talk. Do if you want to sponsor the pod, you just would be great. Reach out to our we'll people. do whatever ad read you want to do. Well, Connie, thank you for coming in and joining us on this episode. We appreciate you coming back. Love you, Connie. Sharing your wisdom. We'll try to get you back on the pod more often. We'll be doing two pods a week coming this fall. So maybe we'll try to have you on some of those shows. That'd be a lot of fun. Yeah, I'd, uh, I'll I'll be here if uh, you boys want to link and build again. So thanks Absolutely. for having me and uh, look forward to next time. All right, Addy, thanks for coming. Hey, thanks for having me. Connor, you stole the show, baby. That's People right. We're going to be talking about this one for a long time, baby. <laughs> we're going to go high to micro vi. Dude, you're going to have to lay low, dude. People are going to be coming after you. People are going to want a piece of you, man. Yeah. You freaking killed it, we're, dude. We're, we're deucing up on the cam up dude, there. Listen. He is such a freaking star, dude. Barstool. Barstool, he's taken. So just stay away. But if Pat McAfee did come calling for his network, you would have for sure abandoned Yo, us. Shout out to Barstool. Yeah. You're probably to blame for this uh, stuff going on in Washington and the culture that uh, keeps <laughs> happening. So good job, Barstool. And with that, we will see you all next week. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. If you like Big 3 IDP, you'll love the IDP guys. You can find us on Stitcher, iTunes, basically anywhere you find your podcasts. Uh, and I mean, mostly I'm just really sorry about Mike's marriage. That's that's really what I'm here to say. Right, right. If you want hot takes on Mike's failing marriage and talk about poop occasionally, sometimes IDP and fantasy football in general, and you like to worship Babu Freak and follow Tony Johns to protect Baby Yoda, that's the place for you, idpguys.org. It's the Dream Team, Adam, Bobby, Josh, you got the news feed. It's the Big Three, it's the Dream Team, Big Three, IDP, let's go.